Hello, and welcome to episode 133 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo. With me forever and always, the man, the myth, the Camacho, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Why come you don't have a tattoo? <laughs> I, I love that phrase, and it's appeared multiple times in Dak Shepard properties. On this week's episode, we have a comforting quote from Keanu Reeves, another fan trailer, and other news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, Idiocracy. But first, Al, what are we drinking? We are drinking Bill's Larry's Latest Sour. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I, as I was reading it, I realized, wow, I really don't like two possessive words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can have two S words, S ending words in a row, and it's okay, although you do run the risk of lisping. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, also as far as like not, I don't like two possessives. I also don't like possessive followed by a plural. It's 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 similar, similar sounds. I guess that so. get you tripped yeah. up. <laughs> also, I realized as I was saying s words that it was the the celebrity Jeopardy with Sean Connery <laughs> joke. Swords. No, that's swords. <laughs> I'll take swords for four hundred, Alex. No, no, it's s words. <laughs> um, oh man. But yeah, like I'm trying to. Th- uh, as soon as I said it too, I was like, "Is it just the possessives that catch me, or is it anything that ends?" I was trying to think, and for whatever reason, the first th- like phrase or couplet of words that popped into my head was "Hell's Bells" as sung by Ang- <laughs> uh, what's the name uh, in ACDC. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, no, I don't think I list when I say Hell's Bells." But I realized I'm pretty sure that I'm in- and I don't have a list, but I'm inclined to like acquire one. When you have two consecutive words, yeah, in oh yeah, for sure, it's a complete. It, tri- it trips you up. Uh, now, for whatever reason, what popped into my head was: imagine making the Peter Piper rhyme all possessive. <laughs> oh God, no! Peter's yes. Piper's picked a pack of pickles, peppers. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. <laughs> all right, so, no, so we got Larry's so sour ale. Larry's latest sour ale. It's a kettle soured ale with a dry hop burst. Brewed and bottled by Bell's Brewery, Incorporated, Comstock, Michigan. I believe we've done one other Bell's beer on this show, although I'm struggling to recall what it is. I know I've had only a couple of them. Mm. I know Oberon is one of my favorites. I believe, going way back to the beginning of the spintune.com. Sorry, technically, I guess then it was spintune.com, though it was the spintune. Right. We did <laughs> a series on our favorite beers. Right. And I believe Bell's Oberon made, if not the top three than an honorable mention on my list mm. because it is one of my favorite beers of all time. I do appreciate it when it comes around every spring. Nice. That sounds familiar. I uh, recently ported that arg- that article over and I think that was one of them. <laughs> yeah. I realized that I'm like, you know, it's just always there. Are, there are probably better beers that I would like go to for just one beer. Sure. But mm. I just always know what I'm getting from it is going to be, singularly excellent mm-hmm. and that it's just i could enjoy several of them in a row right and it's it just gives me happy like feelings and, like, <laughs> the, <'cause it's, laughs> multiples of this beer gives me happy belly <laughs> what is well, oberon <laughs> <laughs> well there's that but no it just i always buy it in like april or may and i drink it outside in like beautiful 60 or 70 mm. degrees like spring weather yeah so like it gives me like it's like a not quite a nostalgia trigger but it's like you know a pavlovian response to 
hey, it's nice weather outside. Let's have a couple of these bad boys. Nice. I, I, re, uh, just before the show, I actually walked outside and I thought it was the perfect weather for something like It was a perfect temperature for like just relaxing out there with the beer. Also, I like walked outside into an Instagram filter. I don't know what was going on with the sky, <laughs> but the lighting was insane. <laughs> well, I, I crushed it, I think, with the beers that I bought, well, alcohols that I bought the other day. So for, so for last weekend on Saturday... After a very quick, brutal storm that rushed through for about eight minutes, in which I stood underneath the pavilion that me and my dad were building, and the literally one section covered by plywood stood under this (laughs) four by eight, (laughs) this four by eight foot section of plywood that's at like a 25 degree angle. And it actually worked. Uh, the only bits of me that were were wet was like my shins from the splashing of the, you know, the big rain, you know, big rain, big rain. Yeah. I know big rain. There was some, yeah, it was serious. Big rain. I'll take so big was, rain over. I don't know what I am rain any day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I, I'm talking about? I, that mist. I was work- <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll take mist over big rain. But, but it's uh, like falling and misting. The, I don't know what I am rain. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I haven't quite decided. Right I think yet. we dealt with that at the uh, at Logan, which was again another throwback to the early days. Uh, there was definitely there was definitely some I don't know what I am rain when we got out of the theater. Was there? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, that was a long time. Ago. I remember because like my face was all scrunched up just because I was like, wow, I just endured something, and now I'm enduring this. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so tired that my rabbit holes are crazier than normal, and so all the different directions that my mind is jumping is. I said big rain, right? And I meant to, but what I was actually <laughs> thinking, or as I was saying, it was I was thinking of heavy rain. Sure, remember that PlayStation game, Heavy Rain? Yeah, didn't get to play it because I didn't own a PlayStation Three, but I know it was a very well regarded game um, with like big twists and stuff like that. Um, so I'm thinking heavy rain, and big rain is heavy rain. Sure, um, sure. But I was also thinking of from the most recent season of Kirby Enthusiasm, the newest Larry is in the Big Goodbye. Okay. Which, when he described it, I was like, oh my god, I've done that. <laughs> that is a thing. That is totally a move. I think I may have mentioned it when, yeah. when we were watching this season, The Big Goodbye, uh-huh. where you, know, you avoid someone all night, and then you make this big show of saying goodbye, and we have to make plans together, and then you have no intention of making plans. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so good. So anyway, Larry's latest sour ale. <laughs> this is how we make the beer portion of the show go longer. Actually, wait, no, I forgot I was talking about beers that I bought for the, this party last night because the weather was gorgeous after that big rain. Mm-hmm. And I bought a bunch of Einstock White Ale, which I mentioned to you, yeah. that will feature on the shows coming up. I have had that one once or twice before now. I, it's a, I'm a big fan of it. It was at the first ever craft beer festival that me and my friends went to. Mm. And I saw that they were selling, like, when I say 24 packs, it was boxed four six packs. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, functionally is a 24 sure. of Einstock White Ale. And I was like, oh, I remember the first time I ever heard of Einstock. It was all my friends were coming over today. We went to this big craft beer thing and we were like, huh, Icelandic beer? Why not? Right. And we went and tried that one. And I believe the toasted porter was the two that they had there. And what was interesting was when you go to one of those, most times – international beers don't have anyone who works for the company. Mm -hmm. So you're just getting event staff. Right. So you don't get to ask them anything about it. Whereas 
not everyone, but a lot of craft, especially, you know, if you're going to one in New York City or I, a lot of times I go to the one across the river from me, they have a ton of New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and Massachusetts breweries. And yeah. most of them typically send a representative. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you don't get one from like someone in California or something that you're getting a distributor or you're getting event staff. This one had, then I think they were both American, but they both worked for the company, I believe, if I'm remembering that correctly. It's just like this I'm, giant Viking. <laughs> and no, they were talking about the beer. Like they actually knew the beer, which is nice. It's nice to get the, even if you only get your 90 seconds with the, the rep, yeah. you know what I mean? Just to get a little backstory of this and that. They make really good beer. Who knew? Nice. Um, so I had some of that. The White Ale's perfect for a nice, uh, you know, warm day. I grabbed a little Angry Orchard hard cider, which I'm actually going to grab one of those for the for the later portion of the show. Mm. Uh, corona, of course, because sure. you know we're in the time of Corona, and also it's the summer. I'm not a fan of Angry Orchard. Um, I like the crisp apple, which is the one I got. It, That's one of the very few ciders I like. It all tastes too artificial to me. Also, cider yeah. cider is ruined for me because I had this jalapeno cider in Asheville, and I will go out of my way to get there and have it again. <laughs> it was the most the, amazing cider I've ever had. My definitive ranking of the best cider is Citizens Press or whatever it is in Vermont. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty well-known cider. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of weirdly weird flavors. There's like a lemon ginger cider. Ooh, they have a bunch of different types of other cider, but their main basic one and i always jumble the order of the words in it but citizens press united or something the fuck it is is, is what it's called and um that is a great cider because other than that, i'm not a huge fan um if i do end up liking them they tend to be the ones that are not basic apple cider yeah. because those for utter, they're either way too sweet yep. or way too dry yeah it's, it's either way too sweet or way too much of a jolly rancher <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, but like, I've had like a pear cider, and I'm yeah. like, oh, this is really good. And I've had like a rose cider, like Angry Orchard has a rose cider that everyone loves, mm-hmm. which I think I had once and it was pretty good. Down East uh, makes some good ones, and uh, they have this winter spice blend cider that is, oh, oh, it's just Christmas in a can. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and one of, one of my friends, uh, Kevin, who is one of the co-hosts of the short cast pod mm. Caleb, who was on a few weeks ago with us, we did all the artwork, which Anthony has distractingly behind him as we're recording for flicks in a six. Um, I only say distractingly because your shoulder, right shoulder. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm half here. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Caleb and Kevin host that podcast and Kevin brought, and he had had it a couple weeks ago on the show. And I mentioned, I was like, man, I got to try that. And then I got to try it. And we're going to have some for the show because it's so damn good. nice. We've, we've done Victory Golden Monkey. Mm-hmm. We both love Victory Golden Victory Sour Monkey, though. Ooh. It was as good as it sounds. I remember the first time I had Victory Golden Monkey. Everyone remembers and or forgets the first time. <laughs> oh, I remember the first time I had it. I also remember the first time I forgot I had it. <laughs> that makes- exactly. That's exactly <laughs> that was, right. That time was in Hoboken when we were at One Republic, which was walking distance. So was everything else from our apartment. And... Uh, it was just like, I don't know, all beers were a dollar that day? Like, who knows? <laughs> but it was just, it was uh, too dangerous. One dollar golden monkeys <laughs> is not safe. That is a, that is a not safe thing uh, in the world. It was good, though. It was good. Uh, I, remember, I remember the first time I forgot I had Victor. <laughs> I, fell, I fell asleep under a chair in my house. That's right. I know about this. 
uh, anyway, yeah, read, to, read this. Read the story. What are we drinking? Back to, <laughs> to Bell's Larry's latest. <laughs> Larry's sour latest sour ale. The name Larry's latest is a nod to the spirit of innovation and experimentation that Larry started in 1985 and continues within the brewery to this day. Our latest sour recipe has a refreshingly bright citrusy tartness combined with pungent tropical aromas. I feel like pungent isn't often used in a positive connotation. Well, I think everyone has the negative connotation from Anchor. Oh, maybe. It could be that. It could also be that when you say it, your nose kind of crinkles because of the pungent. Well, it's, pungent. And I, I, know, I, I always do it on purpose partially because of Anchor. Stings the nostrils. It's the type of word that everyone really enunciates. Yeah. Pungent. Yeah. Cheers. You know what uh, I want to finally try this. I'm very thirsty. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. That is tart. I would say that it has a citrusy tartness combined with pungent tropical aroma. <laughs> These are the things you say they are. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I don't know why I love doing that to you because it, it elicits the mm. same exact response every time, which is just like a giddy giggle. There's, like, yeah, yeah I, my inner uh, Nick Offerman comes out. <laughs> uh, I, there's something funny to me about a very blatant statement of facts as... <laughs> as humor that makes me crack up. I don't know what it is. So you are a big fan of Purd Happily then? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> you heard This is with the sentence Purt. that I'm saying next to, in, to inform you that I am done speaking. <laughs> uh, this is a... This is decent. This is a... This is a sideways thumb. A sideways thumb? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, the funny thing is, is pungent aromas... The bunch of tropical aromas. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't catch so much, but now that it's kind of sitting on my palate, it's is it mango and papaya? Maybe a papaya. <laughs> um, I'm not going to pretend to know that, but I can, I can, I can get behind mango for sure. I, I'm still, I, I'm, I. There's a conspiracy theory here. I don't think papayas have flavor. I don't know that <laughs> either that or I don't they, have the flavor receptors for papaya. They do. The problem is, oh, fuck. It's been a long time since I've had papaya. And I had it a couple of times, probably like 10 or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they were all from, I can't remember what it was in specifically. It was in, you know those, um, I feel like it's a thing that only moms buy. Um, you know, like the canned fruit in like syrup or in like pear juice yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, you have peaches, you have pears, you have pineapples, whatever. There was like a pineapple papaya blend a few times. Okay. And I picked the papaya out because I didn't like it. Mm. So I don't know if I don't like papaya or if I just didn't like it in that. Sure, sure. But as I'm drinking this, this flavor reminds me of that. And Interesting. I don't hate it. Uh, there was the only thing, like I've, I tried eating a papaya twice and both times I didn't, I didn't really taste anything. Um, and they could have just been that they weren't ripe or decent. I was going to say, right? I've been an unripe. Um, aside from it being an alien fruit, and when you cut it open, it's just terrifying inside. I, it looks like it looks like there's aliens like embedded inside of it. It's very creepy. All of little the little seeds, they're like all these little balls that if you don't cut it right, they all come oh. flying out. It's it's terrible. Uh, See, I've never had a the actual papaya fresh. Wait, are you sure you're thinking of papaya, not pomegranate? Yeah, certain, certain. <laughs> I like pomegranates. 
Um, yeah. I don't like eating it. It's way too much for sure. <laughs> it is, but it's, if you have a good one, it is pretty. Oh yeah, it's very tasty. If you can, if you can go through the the whole process of picking out all the seeds and then putting that in some yogurt, it's pretty good. Oh uh, no, no, you're doing it all wrong. What you do is you just break off hunks of it, mm-hmm. throw it into your mouth like a worm, <laughs> and, like, chew it a like big league chew, and just spit out. Yeah, chunks. you just crunch on it a little bit okay. and then spit out the whole mess of it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, maybe next time. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I do. Also, I do remember the taste of papaya from going to like a Gray's papaya and have met papaya drink. Do you recall the taste of strawberries? <laughs> um, I realize as. <laughs> Damn it, I should have waited one more second until you were taking a sip, because you would have lost the mm. glass. You, your timing on that is usually perfect. Yeah, the problem is that, for whatever reason, your camera has about eight seconds of lag. Mm. So I'm trying to guess exactly when you're saying the things you're saying. I hear you perfectly clear. Sure. The problem is it's not syncing up with your motions of your body. Right. I wonder if that has to do with this absurd background that I have. <laughs> it almost certainly does. And the background <laughs> is delightful. It's just, it is throwing, I'm almost getting like, you can get motion sickness. Oh, yeah. Like something is like, like, oh, like when you watch a movie and the lag is so bad. Oh, yeah. 100%. I actually got like motion sickness earlier today doing a screen share, uh, pair programming. And uh, Damien was going back and forth between screens really quickly. And it, because of the lag, it was tearing, and it was like half the screen was moving first. And I thought I was playing that game from Mario Brothers Three, where you have to match the, <laughs> we have to match the three icons to make the, the the single shape and get a bonus out of it. Like the three things going, and it was horrible. It was making me sick. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to Larry's latest. Um, I realized while thinking about the pungent aromas of papaya. That saying pungent papayas ten times fast would not be a great endeavor. Pungent papayas, 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 pungent papayas. Whoa! All right, I'm gonna have to cut that out. No, leave it. Leave it. Leave it. You want to get some news and nuggets? Sure. I mean, oh, actually, what do you give this thing? Um, I don't know. Probably like a three point two five. Fair enough. On to some news and nuggets. <laughs> that's like, what is that? That's a thumb and a, it's a thumb and a nub, isn't it? No, it's it's a just nub? a nub. Um, well, I don't know. If the middle of the scale is 2.5, would be sideways thumb. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I guess it would be a nub. That's true. One, one thumb knuckle? One knuckle. <laughs> one thuckle. <laughs> oh, no! Okay, starting off with Keanu Reeves. In an interview with Empire Magazine, Keanu Reeves says, Lana Wachowski wrote a beautiful script and a wonderful story that resonated with me. That's the only reason to do it. To work with her again is just amazing. And that is what excites me, because we've talked at length on this show about when people enjoy working with each other, it shows in the results. And if he's passionate about this with her, I mean... Granted, he's a wild card because he's just whacked. <laughs> but I love him. Total wild <laughs> but I really like to hear that people are having a good time on set. I like even more to realize it myself watching the movie, as we did with Knives Out and such movies that we've come across over the past few weeks, actually. I feel like we've we've touched on that a few times, maybe within the past three months. But uh Well the big one for us has been Deus, right? Yeah. But uh that's th- yeah, that's true. Uh and I guess any of his stuff, right? It seems like they all they all work well together. But um I don't know, that just excites me, because, like, overall, like, I'm not, like, on the edge of my seat for the fourth Matrix movie. I don't know where you're going, and I, I don't 
feel like I need or want it necessarily. But if you're happy to make it and you guys are into it, I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, certainly getting the buy-in, the fact that it doesn't feel like anyone's being... Although at this stage in their careers, none of them is getting dragged into a movie they don't want to do. That's what I would assume. I mean, it just... Like, this isn't like... Oh, like what? You know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But you know, there's always those movies that like are like a smash success that no one expects, and then they start like greenlighting sequels to, mm-hmm. and it becomes very obvious. Maybe not in the making of the movie, but in the promotional stuff, and even the stuff right after when the actors and actresses try and distance themselves from the material, where it's like, oh, you had no interest in doing that movie. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and that that you, also you signed shows. a contract that had options, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I'm a uh, that makes me like I said wasn't I didn't care. It was just like a movie that when it comes out, of course I'm going to go see it. That gave me a little bit. That makes me a little bit more excited for it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward. Well, it, it sets my anxiety at ease. Yeah. That movie, right? Because it's That's I've fair. always been afraid this is a cash grab. Although that's not totally fair because. What's been very plainly obvious for the last 10 years is that the Wachowskis do not care about a cash grab right. um, in any way, shape, or form. And whether or not that's something to be like commended or not, whatever, like is totally irrelevant. It's, I respect that they're not going to just do something because they're going to make a cheap buck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's – I mean – that's like the artistry kind of shows through there, right? If you're not doing it for yeah. that reason, which I appreciate. Um, in other Keanu Reeves news, the new Bill and Ted More? Face the Music trailer uh, dropped yesterday, two days ago, three days ago. It depends really that on when you're listening familiar. to this. <laughs> that, that sounds familiar. I did. I do feel like I heard that there was a trailer. I definitely didn't see. That. I will say I. I I'm, barely have existed socially since Saturday. <laughs> I, I, I've I've seen the originals. Um, I actually think I've seen them. I've seen them multiple times, but weirdly enough, they were like during school, like <laughs> like a substitute teacher or end of the year situation where the history teacher was putting it on. Of all the movies to play. Uh, in yeah, I don't know. It was weird. But it makes me want to go back and rewatch them. I definitely I remember them fondly, but I wouldn't say like I'm a Bill and Ted super fan or anything like that. I'm just excited to see this. Um, but I would it. like to rewatch the originals before doing so. So maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do when we do that episode. Maybe it'll be like a all three of them kind of thing. So I feel cool. like they probably won't really warrant individual episodes. Probably but not. One, one group one would be good. But anyway, that trailer's out if you want to check that out. So go for it. Give me a new or a nugget. Yeah. I have or a nougat. Oh. <laughs> well, one is actually going to be more of a tipping off point for you maybe to have some discussion because I'm just going to say I didn't get to watch it because I've been a zombie for the past four days. Mm. But the season finale of what we do in the shadows aired last night. Okay. Which has me super excited to sit down and watch that sometime this weekend when I have time. But what reminded me of is when I went on Plex to watch Idiocracy the other night, I saw that it seems like you may have been getting back into what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, that's weird. How do you know that? Because it shows what you recently added. Oh yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Uh, okay. Um, no, yeah, I, I added it on. I was, because I'm more and more interested in it uh, each time we talk about it. I, I've so far rewatched the first one uh, because I wasn't going to just start from the second one. That's probably um, nice. But it's, uh, it really it really is. There's, I was watching it again and I was like, I, 
I want Kim to like this. I just feel like it's not going to be her humor. I'm surprised. I actually thought, and I don't, I guess maybe I don't know her sense of humor that well, but I actually thought this would be the type of thing like, like that she might enjoy, kind of just like the banter aspect. You know, I, like, yeah, like, I, 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 I well, one day maybe she'll sit down and watch one with me and we'll see if she enjoys it. But Like, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have recommended something like Archer to her. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not that she couldn't appreciate it, or at least some of it or whatever, but it's not something I would have pegged, like, her to like, mm-hmm. because just just the style of like how referential it is and how nerdy it can be, but yet also be incredibly crass or whatever. And what we do in the shadows can be that as well, but it's so much of it is like dry humor. Yeah. I feel like that would be stuff that she would appreciate. Yeah. Well, well, well have, the only way to find out is if she watches one. So well, she, she didn't seem, like ve- she didn't seem very interested while it was on and she was in the other room. Uh, so, well, I mean, it is the type of thing though, where I do think you have to watch fairly closely because there's so many, that's, stupid little jokes that's that fair. are like even if it's just like a facial tick or like a, just like a face that someone pulls while something's going on. The You know what really what got me this time? Uh, uh, obviously Creepy Paper got me again which is it's just so <laughs> funny. Time. I laugh like an but idiot. But the, uh, the actual the scene that's even funnier is when uh, Guillermo is holding up like a skeleton paper thing and he, and <laughs> he, he goes Nando just goes ah. And he sets it on fire. Also, also when they have the me- uh, the meeting in the in the study, or the is it the study that he wants them all to go into, and they have this like five minute conversation about like you could have said it already, but I would like to do it in the study. It's just a formality. It's just a formality. <laughs> but uh, when they go in there and they start talking, and then eventually they start hissing at each other. Yeah, <laughs> I I love how it's so cheap and so cheesy the effects. Mm-hmm. But it's so obviously intentional. Oh yeah! Like when the two of them fight and they're clearly on poorly drawn like wires, yep. and they're like swinging so dramatically, <laughs> like <laughs> the the like such a like stupid like fourth wall breaking joke when when they first introduce Nadja and Gregor, mm-hmm. and they're playing that really dramatic music. Oh, and then and he's then, playing the and, piano, and he goes, "I call that not just yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I also liked uh, the. This is all the first episode. If you want to like some all of these jokes that we're talking about right now, but uh, the what really another one that got me. This is like that clever. Like it's it's that stupid phrasing. It's that who's on first phrasing. Uh, there's a bunch yes. of half drunk people in the basement. Where did they get yes. the alcohol? <laughs> Are you saying half drunk as in? <laughs> yeah, Where did they get the alcohol? No, no, not half drunk. Half drunk. Half drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's very not hygienic. <laughs> not hygienic. I just don't it's not hygienic. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I started watching that again. Uh, I know uh, my cousin Mike. Hey Mike, um, hey Mike, watched all of the first season a few months ago. Uh, I know he had seen the movie, loved the movie, was kind of so-so in the first season, but I think he was kind of coming around the same way I did. I mean, I enjoyed the first season a lot. The second season is such a cut above. Oh yeah, because they they cool. polish and refine all of the rough edges. And like, like fully actualized into what the show wants to be. Nice. I have. I I do get the vibe watching it that it is The Office season one. Yeah, which I mean, there's a very obvious parallel in the mockumentary sure. thing. Like, but it, again, it's intentional. Like, and it's it's always meant to have been breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I and I haven't watched enough of The Office to know if this ever happens, but when they occasionally break when some of the someone from the camera crew dies <laughs> and like because in the first or the second episode where the where the baron 
um, kills the guy who does the boom mic. Uh. And then the, the next scene, the audio is crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. And it's like, I mean, like, come on, like, that's really clever stuff. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I'll definitely, I'll definitely get through the rest of it for sure. The one that's by far the best episode of the whole run uh, was in the second season. And it's the one where Mark Hamill's the guest star. He comes after Laszlo. The two of them were going to duel. Laszlo flees by turning into a bat. Nice. And then goes on the run for the entire rest of the episode as Jackie Daytona. It's just, and it's great because they do like the cards when they introduce, Mm -hmm. and it's him sitting and he's, it says, he goes, I'm Jackie Daytona. And it says the flash of the card, Jackie Daytona, normal human bartender. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's just the whole persona is ridiculous. Everything that goes on around him in this like small town in Pennsylvania is ridiculous. Him with, he's hiding behind the toothpick as like his Clark Kent classes. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. What, uh, what other news slash nuggets? My other nugget is, the one thing I have been watching a little oh. bit of slowly, um, drafting off of your wake, I'm rewatching Scrubs. Finally. Oh, nice. In these dark times, I needed something to save my, uh, my pain and anxiety. And this, nothing gets me quite like Scrubs. Does. It's so good. I've watched a and few more of those. So much of it. What's that? I've watched a few more recently of those. It's so, it's so silly. Well, the thing is, like my sister has seen bits of it like when I've watched it in the past, but it's been several years since I've seen any of it. So me and her are watching it together. Nice. You know, an episode here, two episodes there. Um, and like she doesn't, she has enjoyed the show when she's watching the past. She's even like aware of some of the in jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's t- taken hold of, and I don't know, I know you said you had seen some of it over the years. There's a recurring joke that takes up, I forget exactly when, but fairly early in the show and it runs for a few seasons where Elliot can't say um, like body parts, like private parts. Yeah. She, she won't say them. Mm-hmm. She has all these different words that she uses instead of, right. and uh, so you know, Bajingo and Chwing Chwang mm-hmm. are used in this house occasionally <laughs> <laughs> in reference to <laughs> to Elliot um, not being. That's able great. To, uh, that's that's <laughs> that's great, Bajingo. Oh man, it's a silly show. Uh, I just got I, through um, with the run of episodes with Michael J. Fox. Oh yeah, he was in what two or three? Yeah, right? yeah, I forgot. It was, it was, uh, actually, wasn't that wasn't even his name a joke? He was Doctor Case Ben Casey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's isn't, that's a reference to another show. I'm pretty. Oh, uh, is it? I I I'm, I don't know about that, but yeah, he's. I think that that sounds like the name that he, the character had. I think that was the name of a, a doctor in another show. I can't remember what the show was now, but I know my mom has talked about it in the past, and like the the doctor was known for having like poor bedtime manner or something mm. like that. Like was it, it was just like it wasn't ER. Maybe I don't mm. remember. Mm. Um, so what is that in the third season, or is I think that it's I season? think it's the second. I, I I could be wrong. I'm I I don't know because I watched them consecutively. I have no gauge on like what season I'm in. Well, because there's so many damn episodes, I just kind of like I get like the gist of like oh that was kind of like there, mm-hmm. but like I don't remember like is it late second? Is it early third? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I always forget. Uh, I early on I couldn't stand Todd. But now, I appreciate the ridiculousness of the character. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you're meant to dislike yeah. him. And yet, they still make you laugh with the character, despite I, your obvious dislike of him. But him being the worst representation of the worst person. He's filling out a form, <laughs> and Turk is standing over his shoulder. And he goes, 
It's spelled with an E. Also, Todd has two Ds. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's great about Todd is he is almost entirely 100% a one-note character. Mm-hmm. And they can still make you laugh with it. Maybe not every single episode. Yep. But they still make you laugh, even though you know what's coming, or you think you know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, it, it's it's very enjoyable. I actually just finished um, uh, the last season of Fuller House, which I was I was a big fan of. Man, that whole the whole series coming back the way that it did. I know it was cheesy, but it was kind of meant to be cheesy. It really felt like the original show to me, and I I enjoyed it the whole way through. And uh, there was actually it's funny the the doctor name joke that you just mentioned from Scrubs. There's a scene in Fuller House where. Uncle Jesse and DJ go meet Stephanie at the hospital and she's like, you guys didn't have to come. And he says, ah, it's all right. I was an ER doctor in a former life. <laughs> it's just, I love little things like that. Uh, That's funny. It's, I don't know. It was, it's very, it's a super, super, super cheesy family sitcom. Uh, but it's, it was made to be the way that it, it was made to re like to to revive that exact 90s style and they nailed it i think they did such a good job bringing it directly back to that and keeping it wholesome in the way that they did so i appreciated it and uh, i think it's worth everybody's time everybody who's a full house fan's time (laughs) yeah it never really resonated with me i think it was just i was too young when it was like like, i mean it was still syndicated throughout like my childhood or whatever it just never really clicked with me for whatever reason and it's just i mean at this stage in my life i've already you know, waxed, you know, too long on the topic. I just don't like that style stick. Oh yeah. Fake laugh. The can laughter just turns me off. I will also say like, if you don't have the strong nostalgic draw to the original series, then there's no, I don't, I don't think the show is going to be for you. Yeah. So there is that part of it. My final note on scrubs and such is that once I get a little bit further into the first season, I'm going to start finally picking up on, the podcast, the two of them, uh, Zach Brown yeah. and Donald Faison started. Oh, so even Kim reached out to me and was like, hey, did you hear about this? And I was like, I literally like just. Yeah. Well, you could start now. It's episode by episode. Oh, I thought they were doing it in like banks of five or ten. No, I think I think she said it's. I think she said each one is an episode. Really? Yeah. Well, I have to look. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the final nugget that I have is I came across uh, and I'm not going to drop the name because this isn't super, super nice. Uh, I came across a uh, a Dark Knight fan trailer, a Dark Knight Rises fan trailer that was like a recut of scenes from the movie and stuff like that to make a trailer for it with maybe a little bit more that you than you would want if it was the first time you're seeing the movie. It was it felt more like a rewatch trailer, which I think is a cool concept, like a get you hyped up again, like with like some of the highlights of the movie that are maybe spoilery. If you've never seen it before, but if you're a fan, it, it kind of, you know, it just gets you excited. And it, it's done fairly well. But one thing dawned on me, like watching it, it's like, I know it's I know it's a fan made trailer. I know it's like it's probably like some like project for a school or whatever. But it's just like you just can't like you can cut that trailer all you want. It's it doesn't come close to the cut, <laughs> the real cut of the trailer or any like any semblance of what the movie is. And it's just it just reminds me of how amazing Christopher Nolan is as a filmmaker. <laughs> and it's just like, don't, don't put these, don't take these scenes and rearrange them. 
if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> I was like, don't do it. No, no, <laughs> don't you do it. But uh, I don't know. Now I just want to, I, I'm, I'm, I really want to rewatch that movie again. I would like to rewatch it in the, for the first time again, the way that we did with all three of them on that IMAX screen. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> you know, that was ridiculous. The thing is, was the experience that much different than us watching the Lord of the Rings, all of them here? Um, like, it's funny. Oh, yeah. Mind- well, so it's funny that you think of that totally through rose-colored glasses. And, like, I enjoyed myself, but, like, there was drawbacks to sitting and watching all that in a row like that. Like, I experienced that, and, like, thinking back on it, like, it was fun doing it with you guys, but, like, it, I, I kind of think back on it in some in the way that you think about the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. day. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. And I think that uh, it makes sense that you would look at it that way and I would look at the Lord of the Rings day that way. And that's because, one, I like Batman better. That's So, there's, so there is that. Two, it's, but the thing is, like, I love those movies, too. Sure. Like, I love The Dark Knight. Now, I'm not saying I like it as much as you, but I yeah. legitimately love that movie. I legitimately love Batman Begins. Um. And the first time I watched The Dark Knight Rises, I had a really good time. It was only upon rewatch that the movie doesn't quite hold up. Hmm. The uh, I will say between the the silly, not so great trivia in between the <laughs> sandwich break in the parking lot, the never ending bowl of popcorn, uh, and just you know, good company. It was it was awesome. The IMAX green, sure. a full theater of people that were there to appreciate the movies and not be dicks about it. Sure, I just I. I view them as some now admittedly the Batman one was shorter. The total runtime of the three movies is lesser than the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. By like four to five hours. <laughs> no. Yeah. Cause we watched extended versions of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But the total runtime is not four hours shorter. Is it? I don't know. Maybe it is. Shave an hour to an hour and a half off each movie. Basically. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings no. was a journey. <laughs> no, but the other thing though is, we are in the comfort of our own home. We could get up and pause the movie, which we did. Maybe that made it feel longer. It, it, I mean, it was, but what I'm saying is you could get up and stretch your legs. We did. We made beer during that day. That's like, true. You know, there was other activities. Mm-hmm. We, we were on our own schedule. We had food and drink. We drank beer. Yeah. I also think part of your, like, looking back on it and not liking it was you, you even admitted down the line, like, I should not have driven home that night. That's true. It was, it, I was very tired. Not yeah, not from like a from a drinking standpoint. Oh yeah, no. it was a twelve-hour day or more, fourteen-hour mm-hmm. day, and you didn't get home until like two in the morning, and were like completely bone tired. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but like, I view them as both like they were net positive days. Like they were good times. Oh yeah, good movies uh, with good people. Like, and there was other things incorporated into. Like, it wasn't just the zombified watching of the movies. There's other activities incorporated in what was going on. I don't disagree. It's funny that, I don't I uh, yeah. think it's funny that you know, we had like the like reverse. And now I don't view the Batman one as negatively as the way you said. And I think you, you know, you over the years, you played up a little bit the, the negative of the Lord of the Rings. Oh no, let me, uh, I should, I should be clear. I don't, I actually have no negative feelings towards that day. It's just how I feel about rewatching the series. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I've got my ten thousand hours. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Listen, it's like ten. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> now just imagine a thousand. Of them. Ah! <laughs> Do you have any other news and nuggets? Uh, oh well, I was gonna say it's funny that you mentioned that you want to rewatch The Dark Knight Rises because we just received the bona fide offer 
uh, from Gary, who's been on the show a couple of times, to do the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm in. We're, we're going to make that happen for sure. I will say uh, one caveat. Gary, th- this is aimed at you. I, I don't trust people whose phone numbers change. I, I don't. I just don't trust. <laughs> it's, it's changed a few times, too, which is the worst part mm. about it. And, like, the thing is... Are you living I solely on burners? Him. Is that what's going on? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want to get into it. But, um, he's not a drug dealer. It's okay. <laughs> yes, I got him that time. Yes. With the leg and everything, I still got him. <laughs> Nicely done. Oh, he's choking to death. Oh, no. We're, good. We're fine. We're, uh, I've recovered. We're good. We are going to have to get Gary into the slack, though. Into <laughs> the way... The slack. It's like an old person saying yeah. the Netflix. <laughs> no, I was going to say, it's like putting it out on the line. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. No, what? <laughs> uh, you should have uh, You should have access to invite him. If not, I will. Yeah, no, I just keep... I've been meaning to ask you to invite him. Mm-hmm. I just keep forgetting. Yeah. It's not like it hasn't crossed my mind. All right, so I just simply coming soon to a Flix and a Six. It's easy to figure out how to get him on. Well, basically, I want you to go through the work That's <laughs> what it comes down to. This so is coming soon to Afflicts in the Six Near You, The Dark Knight Rises, with returning hey, co-star Gary Gorecki. Hey, look, Gary texted us like 10 minutes ago again. <laughs> nice. Uh, my, uh, all of my stuff is on Do Not Disturb because I've had too many issues in the past with recording a podcast and like thinking that everything was like silent, but like one device somewhere in the house is going while, while you're texting me or somebody else's. But uh Anyway, shall we get into some fun? It's always like one of the last things that I do before we start mm. recording is just to silence everything about it. But the thing I realized is I think Slack on my phone goes into do not disturb mode on its own. Yeah, there's a there's a default setting. Yeah, I went to change it. And then after spending, and I'll be honest, it was about four seconds looking for the answer. I couldn't find it and I gave up. Mm. Um and it was definitely no more than four seconds. So <laughs> it was purely my own laziness. Because what happens is, like, Caleb or Brian will, like, message us late at night. Sure. Which I used to be all for. But now I get up at five in the morning every day. So, and I don't begrudge people sending. I really don't, actually. I even, I turn my ringer on in, the, in case for some reason there's some emergency thing. Or if, like, I slept through my alarm and some, like, my, like, work calls me or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't begrudge anyone sending me messages overnight. It's just that for whatever reason, I don't get them. And then all of a sudden I'll get a message from like you at like 1030 in the morning in a conversation that's been going on for like three hours. And I received none of the notifications. Mm. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> but quoi? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's like, I had things to say about this conversation and I'm now like hours too late to say them. Yeah. Things. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like you, you respond wittily to something and you're like, dude, it's it's been too long. <laughs> yeah, so I just won't do it. And it's like, oh, I feel like I missed out. All right. Let's get into fun and games. It's time to move on. Uh, Al, I've got two options for you today. Okay. Uh, the first option is a fun similar to the other quizzes that we have done. Uh, it's actually which iconic Terry Crews character are you? And I'm pretty sure we did a sim. We might have done a similar one for him or somebody else from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But... Or maybe it was Brooklyn on nine characters. I don't even remember. But I feel like so there's that quiz. And that quiz, I took it really quick. It's, you know, it's one of those fun ones that has a, a description of the character and a why afterwards. You know, one of those cool ones. The other one that I have is actually a trivia for the movie that we're doing. 
Um, and that's I'm probably gonna be no good. I was gonna say that's that's actually not something that we've done before, but I didn't know if you needed a memory jog of certain scenes. I thought maybe it would be worth going <laughs> through. It. Yeah, I well, as I was, I think I told you. Yeah, I definitely told you on the phone yesterday. Um, I definitely slept with my eyes open for about eight minutes during this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I have no notes, uh, which you'll definitely not be able to tell once we start recording that part of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> cause I'm a pro. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm actually, I got a crazy concept. Okay. Here. What do you got? Is there, is there anything stopping us from doing both? Whoa. <laughs> you just blew my mind. Okay. Now the real question is which one's first? Um, let's have the Terry Crews character. first. Okay, cool. So let's get started. Uh, the other one that I came across, which I thought was really funny in concept, was who said it, President Trump or President Camacho? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it turned out to be like a, a very, um, it, uh, not not as funny as it, like, I mean, granted, it's not funny, <laughs> but not like it wasn't like as humorous and fun to take it because it was like, all of them were Trump, and the last one was like one positive thing, and it was <laughs> President Camacho. I thought they were all going to be ridiculous, and they were going to be peppered in between, and it was going to be like, "Oh my God, really?" <laughs> but no, it would. Uh, it was. It was just dark. <laughs> all right, what is your dream job? Chef, police officer, security guard, singer slash dancer, pro basketball player, CEO. They really have. Security guard and police officer in the same. They do. I can't say really any of those in my dream job. Um, Singer dancer, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sing or dance. Um, Reach for the stars. <laughs> I guess. Chef. chef. Not. Okay. How would your friends describe you? Confident, creative, fearless, responsible, loyal, or hungry? <laughs> Uh, I mean, probably responsible or hungry. Uh, let's go with responsible. Okay. What's your Starbucks order? Black coffee, mango dragon fruit refresher, venti iced water, chai tea latte, hot chocolate, extra whip, iced caramel macchiato. You have spilled my macchiato. <laughs> <laughs> um, depends on the time of day. Mm. So let's go with black coffee. That just reminds me of John Mulaney. One black coffee. Same motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Pick something to eat after school. Yogurt, pasta, fruit salad, oysters, a Big Mac, instant noodles. We're all over the map with this menu. (laughs) Yeah. um, Sorry. What was the the first one you said? Yogurt. Yeah. Let's go with yogurt. What do you do in your free time? Eat, play sports, hit the gym, dance, work, or play video games? I actually do a few of those. I think you don't um, work oops. in your free time. I guess you could describe yeah. it as certain things. Anyway. I mean, I guess technically my role is editor of... That's that's kind of what I was thinking about. Like, oh, I guess in my free time I edit podcasts and stuff like that. I guess that's yeah. technically work. I'm going to say work out, though. Okay. Just hit the gym. Get it right. Pick a TV yeah, genre. Sorry. Comedy, rom-com, sports, police drama, thriller, family-friendly. Comedy. Nice. Good choice. Pick a TV show. The Office, Friends, Breaking Bad, You, Prison Break, Love is Blind. Yeah, I already selected it for you. I don't know why I asked. Pick a song you know every word to. A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. I Will Survive. Gloria Gaynor. Waka Waka? This time for Africa? Shakira? Firework? Katy Perry? 
Bodak Yellow, Cardi B. Um, I don't love any of these options. I think you want it that way. I was going to go. Wait, the, <laughs> the question was simply, which one do I know all the words to? Yeah. Right? Uh, so it's a thousand miles. Yeah, that's fair. Everyone's seen White Chicks a million times. Right? Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, hey, <laughs> you got Latrell Spencer from White Chicks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, it's the, the gif of it is him shaking his head and then turning to the side and says, and I need you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says, I mean, just picking that one, I wasn't even thinking of that, honestly, but. Just picking that one probably automatically is just, yep, Latrell. Yeah, I actually thought you were going to get uh, Sergeant Jeffords because you picked yogurt. He's addicted to yogurt in that show. Um, but uh, it says, nobody can resist your confidence. You know your worth and you're proud of it. You're never afraid to go for what you want, whether that be in your school, work, or personal life. You don't let fear get in the way of following your dreams. Keep on shining. I was hoping for cheeseburger edit. <laughs> Wait, who's that from? What's that one from? Oh, uh, I still haven't seen that. I still haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, really? we, 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 I came yeah, up the other uh, like a few episodes back, as, and I, I added it to the list. Yeah, so he was one of the the convicts, and he's like best friends with Michael Irvin. Plays one of the uh, the convicts, Michael Irvin, you know, the Hall of Fame wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys. And so both of them are like wide receivers, head end, and uh, he's cheeseburger Eddie. Somehow he smuggles in McDonald's. Like, <laughs> like what, what's his name? Like Chris Rock is like the red character where he like smuggles everything into the stuff. But somehow, some way, Cheeseburger Eddie always has McDonald's, <laughs> actual McDonald's wrapped up in the wrappers in the stuff. And he's like a lot of times he makes really bad jokes or puns involving mcdonald's <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I when he shows up in things i am i'm immediately delighted <laughs> it's great though because there's one of the, one of these guys just gets fucking like tanked in the middle of the field and he's like oh man i'm sorry this will help you and he like like pulls like out of like deep out of his like pants like in the middle of football practice like a double cheeseburger and he's like wafting it on like <laughs> is that your pocket dog <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do uh, let's do the actual trivia, um, and and keep note during this because maybe it'll jog memory for some notes since you have none. Sure. All right. So, what is the yeah, name of the ultra I, stupid I case study subject seen early in the movie? Is it Clayton, Clem, Cleavon, or Cletus? Cleavon. That was before. I was. <laughs> what do the two D's in upgrades name stand for? <laughs> oh, it's a double dose. <laughs> I will never ever forget that. <laughs> Oh man, the uh, some of these options are pretty great. It says, "Dang, these girls is nasty." The D cups cost extra. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. <laughs> those were the oh, those, fantastic. Those are the other second options. ACDC reference of the tonight. <laughs> what is the slogan for the sports drink Brondo in the future? It's like Gatorade with huge pecs. Now there's something about it's it's, it's got electrolytes that you need or something. The like thirst that. decapitator. The thirst mutilator. The thirst it mutilator. kicks water's teeth down its throat. <laughs> These are pretty great options. <laughs> they are, but yes, no. It's the I just love that that whole conversation about. But it has, oh, it has electrolytes. It has what plants need. need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in twenty five oh five, what is the number one movie in America about? Burgers, butts, toilets, breasts. Butts. Okay. 
In this very, I actually can't believe I remember that. In one. this very stupid future, biblical names appear to have lost popularity, and many people are instead named after consumer products. Which of these is not a character's name? Oh yeah, <laughs> Frito, Velveeta, Mountain Dew, or Sony. Oh, outside of Frito, a uh, Frito, I don't know if any of those people were names. Um, no, Sony was definitely a name. I it's between Velveeta and Mountain Dew. I don't recall. Right. Choose one. Okay. I think they're both wrong. I'm pretty sure it is Sony. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought Sony was one. All right. The English, this is great. This one, you have. To, there's no multiple choice. So, the, Oh, you know, sorry. Hang on a second. You know why I was thinking Sony? Because in the book version of, of Cloud Atlas, all computers are called Sonys. Mm. Because everything in the future, in the Neo Soul storyline, right. is, since it's like the most ultra pure version of capitalism, everything. Instead of like, you know, the way that like tissues are Kleenex, or yeah. stuff, like everything is like branded like that. Yeah. And like the brand that won capitalism in that field gets to claim the name of the item. Right. <laughs> uh, the English language of 2505 has deteriorate, deteriorated into a mix of streets, it sure has. street slang, valley girl, and it's two words. Fuck. I remember that phrase, that exact phrase, you know, <laughs> and I can't remember what the third thing was. I remember because I took note because, like, I still don't really know what Valley Girl means, but I've heard the phrase before. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, there's that word again. Phrase, whatever. Um, shit. <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. Um, I'll just put something in there so that it triggers. Okay. As far as the government of 2505 is concerned, what is Joe's name? <laughs> Two words. Oh, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> what master plan does Joe suggest in order to get the crops to grow again? What? Yeah. <laughs> Do a futuristic crop dance. Use a special super fertilizer. Water them. Stop having demolition derbies in the field. <laughs> <laughs> when the Joe, Rita, and... Oh, sorry. Yeah, it says the. When the Joe, Rita, and Frito go to Costco, the greeter welcomes them at the door with this welcome to Costco, comma, three words. I love you. That cracked me up. Oh, man. I know, me too. Uh, what is the name of the legendary corrections officer that Joe has to face off against in the end? Is it Taco Supersize, Beef Supreme, Jumbo McNuggets, or Super Ribsteak Jr.? <laughs> It's Beef Supreme. It is absolutely Beef Supreme. I'm pretty sure you got 9 out of 10 on this, which is uh, pretty good, man. Oh, no. Right. Sony was wrong, and you didn't have the... Uh, it was... Uh, sorry. So- Sony was the answer uh, for the uh, which character was not an actual name. And the okay. English language of 2505 has deteriorated into a mix of street slang, valley girl, and various grunts. <laughs> <laughs> So you got 8 out of 10. Not too bad. Not too bad. The average score is 6 out of 10. So yeah. you nailed it. Not too bad for, for a movie that when I was done watching it, I wasn't 100% sure if I retained it. <laughs> well, with that being said, let us get into our flick of the week. Idiocracy, released in 2006, rated R, an hour and 24 minutes runtime. This is your IMDb synopsis. Private Joe Bowers, the definition of average American, is selected by the Pentagon to be the guinea pig for a top-secret hibernation program. Forgotten, 
He awakes five centuries in the future. He discovers a society so incredibly dumbed down that he's easily the most intelligent person alive. Uh, yep, that's that's on the nose. Sometimes these IMDb synopsis are all over the place, <laughs> but yeah. that one was actually pretty pretty good. Uh, give me your tweet length review. Sure. Um, it's a good thing I was looking to type into another window at that time. Uh, more clever than funny. This satire is very of its time and a perfect cautionary tale for this time, though it may be too late for us now. <laughs> nice. Score? 6.5 out of oh, Okay. Uh, you were more generous than I. I said, Idiocracy has aged incredibly well for a fart joke from 2006. It unfortunately feels <laughs> more like a history lesson than a satire. 5 out of 10. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It is, it's, it is kind of funny to watch now, especially with the state of the world. Um, and it, it's like, it's like, I told you so, uh, but there's like a seeing, it's just that too. It's things that you already, I feel like say out loud, but to the, like, you know, uh, hyperbolically exaggerated <laughs> into insanity sure. with names like Frito, <laughs> but which was amazing with the, the first moment that Dak Shepard comes on screen, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> So is that why we did this movie? Was it because have you been listening to a lot of armchair? Lawyers? I haven't. I actually I've I've fallen off. I haven't been listening to a lot of my podcasts. I keep falling behind. The only ones that I'm keeping completely up to date with are Game Scoop and Unlocked. Okay, but it's funny. I actually don't know how you ever listen to much because I can't listen to podcasts while I work. Like yeah, no, when I'm doing, neither can I. Like thinking, like it's like I mean, you are obviously coding all day, more or less. Mm-hmm. When I'm if I'm writing something, if I'm editing writing, I can't listen to podcasts because I lose the thread. Yeah. Um, of either I lose the thread of what I'm listening to, or I lose the thread of what I'm working. So I only listen to music while I'm working, or I listen to like occasionally I'll listen to like a radio show because I can like bounce back and forth between the two. Sure. Because it's not as essential. Like I don't know for whatever reason, podcasts I feel is are more quote-unquote essential in the sense that they're more in, I'm making the yeah yeah they're they're more of an active medium you're not you're they're uh, there's something about just it's not it's not like a story most of the time it's really it's conversational and you're you kind of have to be paying attention to catch it all it's like when that annoying friend in the group is on their phone and it's like what like that like that's what it's like if you're not paying yeah. attention to a podcast but it's funny because like there was times where i was driving so much for work that I was getting so far ahead of the shows I listened to on a recurring basis. Mm-hmm. So I would throw an armchair in occasionally. Yeah. And, and then I was not driving at all. And I had this huge backlog of shows to watch. Now I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still throw in an armchair occasionally when I need something to fill. Um, I did listen to one the other day, but he's, he mentions it a lot and he's been mentioning it a lot recently that, that movie, I feel like. Oh, that's fine. Um, although not, ever really about anything specific to like current events which is how best i would think it would be right <laughs> you know the episode i listened to the other day that really surprised me it was like a really good episode because i saw it and i was like i don't actually necessarily like super want to hear this guest but i feel like the dynamic is so not what i would like expect for the show that i kind of have to listen to it for what and it ended up being a really good really interesting episode and it was the one with 50 cent oh cool I haven't. I didn't even. I don't even know who the latest guests are. That's how out of touch I am with it. But I will. I that will one catch was up. Only a couple of weeks ago. I think that was May thirtieth. So it's really not that far back. Okay. Um. I remember seeing it. And I was like, 
That's just got to be that's like that's just so out of like if you like oh like name a hundred guests you think that Dax might have had on uh-huh. he wouldn't have cracked the top a hundred you know right and I was like I mean I listened to some Fifty Cent like fifteen years ago yeah <laughs> um but what the hell it was also one of their shorter episodes oh yeah by the end of it they're like best friends I don't that's so, that's that so happened. funny I've I've seen him at a movie theater before. <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of those like random encounters um no that's that's cool yeah I, w- I would like to catch up on some of those shows i was i definitely on the top of the list of ones that i that i know that i've missed i'm i want to listen to the zoe kravitz one um that the good. one that you just mentioned the 50 cent one sounds interesting i would listen to that uh zoe kravitz is good they have a really good rapport there's a hysterical story that they kind of go through oh nice there. He apparently had a huge crush on her mom. For the time. <laughs> who's who's her mom? And, um, Lisa Bonet. Hmm. I think I'm getting that right. Okay. I, I don't know. I would have to look um, look her up. She was an actress. Was she was in the Cosby Show? Okay. I want to say. Um, and uh, yeah. So the, and then she talks a lot about like her splitting her life between being with her, being with her dad. Um, but, uh, there is a whole funny thing where apparently like Dax had a huge crush on her mom growing up and then kind of got caught in at separate times saying that either of them was one of the most attractive women that he'd ever seen. Like <laughs> and like both of them like stuck it to him over that or something like that. It, it was funny. Oh, that's funny. That's, that's they ended great. up having good rapport. It was, it was a really good uh, episode. Nice. But uh, yeah, he's, I don't know, it was so funny to see him, he, because he looks so different, uh, and just, like, such a, he's such a tool in this movie, because he is one of the idiots I of the future. I stand his voice. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's like a, it's like a, a, a boy going through puberty, saying, like, really dumb jokes, but it's his extended character, is that? <laughs> It was like he was spending the whole time trying to say Larry's latest. <laughs> Bell's Larry's latest. Because <laughs> there was a lot of lisp. Uh, yeah, there there really was. Um, the movie's been on my list for a while. Like I've I've it's it's been there. Like I've been wanting to see it. I just never got around to it. Uh, I'm finally glad that I watched it. I don't I mean it's it's interesting to watch just because of the concept and like where we're at and and like how it kind of fits in, but overall like it's not a movie that I'm really going to rewatch, I don't think. It's funny because I actually didn't think it was that funny. Mm-hmm. But I kept throughout the movie being like, ah, that's clever. That, that, that was a good. Yeah. One. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it had it had some like, of those for sure. Like a lot of mm-hmm. them, but none of them really elicited actual laughter from me. Uh, and like, I actually wanted to root for the movie because. I really like Mike Judge. Office Space is, is one of yeah. my favorite comedies of all time. Mm-hmm. And it is a really well-written movie, despite the fact that it's about a bunch of dumb people. Right. Right. No, yeah, there's, there's the, conceptually, it's, it's, it's well done, but it's, it's almost, it almost leans too much into the dumb, where it gets exhausting. Yeah. I think that might be what my, my issue is. Um, and overall, like, like you said, it's not that it's, it's not that it's laugh out loud funny. It is. It is the the occasional clever thing that that, that makes you go <laughs> nice, or like, like that you that well, you went that's there. What it is. I felt like I was trapped in the. I don't. You haven't reached it in Scrubs yet, but there is a couple episode run where JD is dating 
character played by Mandy Moore. Okay. And once they actually end up in a relationship, he realizes she doesn't know how to laugh. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> like he's ne- like she never laughs. Okay. And whenever something funny happens, she just says, "Oh, that's so funny." <laughs> it's like they sit down and watch like a comedy movie together, and she just keeps going. She's like eating popcorn. She's like, "That's so funny." That's so funny. Uh, and he's like sitting there like staring at her bug eye, like trying not to tear the hair out of his head. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's what I was doing during this movie. I was like, oh, that was good. Yeah. Huh. That, that was you, you, were, you just had a commentary oh, of yeah, yourself. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Um, what, do you have any, uh, do you have some some favorite moments from this one? Uh, the I Of the recurring jokes that were kind of going around, Despite how heavy-handed it was at times, the fact that he couldn't put two and two together that she was... Oh my god, yes. I'm with you. That whole... The entire shtick around him not being able to... Him not realizing that she's a prostitute and the constant... Trying to find, like, analogies. Yeah, and the constant reference to Upgrade and it's like, he's clearly a pimp. Like, what? (laughs) And he doesn't get it. And honestly, all of the jokes... That revolve around upgrade might be the highest level of humor in the movie because the whole thing with the sergeant getting in too deep with the pimp and getting arrested, (laughs) the slideshow, slideshow, yes, and then inevitably getting arrested, which causes the shutdown of the program that's top secret, which causes them to go 500 years into the future. Like that, the, the premise that gets them there. Wait, what was the what was the headline too? Because the lead was him getting arrested, and the like the sub headline was about upgrade getting arrested too. And there was another thing about him getting a double dose of something. Yeah, I yeah, I don't remember what it was, but yes, yeah, it was. It's very, very silly. Um, yeah, he he was funny. The you know what? Another thing that cracked me up: the reveal that Dak Shepard's Frito is his lawyer. That yeah. was that was pretty solid. That was a good. It was a good reveal. That made me that made me laugh. Um, really, I really loved the way that he gets out of jail. <laughs> I the thing is, that's what I fell asleep on, and I woke up to him walking out of the jail, and I was like, "Wait a minute, did he just walk?" Of course, he just walked out of the jail, didn't he? And I rewound it a few minutes. I was like, "Okay, that's right. I remember him getting arrested." And then, like, they're going through the whole processing, and there's a dude sitting on the other dude's face. Oh my god! Which. Actually, I cracked up when they call back to that later in the movie. Mm-hmm. About, like, so, I don't know if it was like, we're going to get our faces sat on or someone's talking about. And I was like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, what I, but yeah, him just walking out of prison. Yeah, I, what I liked about it was uh, he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm on the wrong line. I was already in jail. I'm supposed to be getting out today. And the guard hits him over the head and goes, dummy, you're supposed to be over there. <laughs> It's so stupid. Um, and we got it in the quiz, but the whole welcome to Costco, I love you cracked me up. I don't know why. I just found that to be really funny. Oh, yeah, because it reminded me of there's always been jokes, about, or at least since like the rise of the Internet age, right? Where like eventually companies and like computer generated customer service for companies are just going to like go over the top because there's already like, oh, I know it's my birthday because I get like emails from all the things that get ordered stuff online from. It's like, oh shit, I didn't realize how many places have my information. I just saw someone talking about that today. And 
like, of course it's the next evolution of like technology. Like, you know, it's not just, Oh, Hey, you know, you get the email when you haven't like visited a site in a while. Like, Hey, we miss you or something like that. Or like you get a fucking card in the mail from your dentist. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just thinking about that. Like, of course the next thing is a corporation is going to be like, well, let's just cut to the chase. We love you. We love you. What, what, what can we do? We we love you. We love you. (laughs) What do we? What? Uh, what do you want us to do? We'll do anything. We'll, we'll, <laughs> go buy our stuff. Um, another. Um, uh, obviously, we did the Terry Crews uh, quiz prior to the in the funny game section, um, specifically because I, I I adore that man. I think he's so funny. <laughs> I, I didn't realize I didn't realize how little he was going to be in this movie. I thought he was a bigger. I role. didn't know he was in it until I saw it, which was great. Oh no! I always knew he was president Camacho, which is just a—I mean, what a great role, though. <laughs> because also, what's funny about him is he doesn't seem to be dumb. He doesn't seem to be nearly as dumb as the rest of them, which is, I guess, how he became. That's president. that's fair. That's fair. Actually, it's funny that in this time of all, that in a time when everyone is super dumb, smartest person. <laughs> uh, that yeah, the Secretary of the Interior. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that guy's the secretary <laughs> of education. <laughs> oh man. I, I don't even like, what do I do? The, the concept of the solution to the dried out crops problem was to water them. That had me bawling. Like just, I, I thought that was hysterical. Like just so it's a, are they, what are they watering it with? And then when you realize just before he says it, son of a bitch, they're watering the crops with Brondo. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because earlier you mentioned how the, what we do in the shadows thing with the half drunk, yeah. that, like a uh, who's on first. And that actually wasn't a who's on first. That's uh, the arrested development, the doctor, the terrible doctor. Mm-hmm. That's what that situation is. This was the, what, uh, it's got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. But what are electrolytes? They're what plants want. <laughs> it's what plants want. But yeah, but what are they? Electrolytes. Oh, <laughs> uh, so dumb. So dumb. Uh yeah, the the watering them, that'll work. Um and then the the one single rose is what helps <laughs> helps bring this all down <laughs> at the end. That that's great. Uh overall though, it's just not it. Like like I said, it's uh, I'm glad I finally saw it, but uh, that's that's enough for me. It's not it's not a movie that I'm I, I hold in high regard, nor will I be like, oh, you have to see this. It's like I get the appeal. It's just not. It's just I didn't fully enjoy my time watching it. I was just felt like I was maybe a little bit bored here and there. It's just not not what I was looking for. The funny thing is, for what it was going for, and for the time it was made in. I do feel like it executed on its goal really well, and it's mm-hmm. as polished as that sort of movie can be. Right. Like, it didn't feel like it was poorly or cheaply made. Sure. I, uh, I'm with you on that. And I think for the most part, the script is pretty strong. Although, it feels like it ended really quickly. Yeah, it, it's, 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 got, it's a strange set of pacing. Yeah, like, and and I'm not. That's not a reference to the total length of the movie. I think the runtime was fine. It's just mm-hmm. like all of a sudden, just comes to a screeching halt. Like, oh, we gotta finish the movie now. Yeah, yeah. Like almost like Monty Python esque. Yeah, they were like, uh, we've <laughs> really got to keep this under an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it's funny because, like, other than that slightly odd ending, 
it's a really strong script with really clever dialogue, despite how dumb the dialogue is. Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't just stumble upon why come you don't have a tattoo. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, yeah. That's, that's funny. Like dialect wise, they did some funny things there. And also situationally, it was clever. It was just for whatever reason, as a movie, like just a, a movie that I'm going to go watch. Like, it's not something that I, like I said, that I feel like I'll actually go back to watching. It's just, no. it's just not something that I'm super, super interested in though. I'm though. I am glad I did. Um, I'm just not, I'm not a huge fan of, well, while it had, while it is clever and it has some funny jokes, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, for lack of a better term, like dick and fart jokes. And there's there, it does have that in spades. And I understand that it needed to, to get to the, <laughs> to like, to where it was, but, uh, it's just, I don't know. They, they, they're kind of cringy to me and they're just not funny. And it makes me just go like, Ugh, get this over with. It's funny. Well, <sighs> The thing is, it's satire. I mean, it's a little bit more blunt satire than in, than another thing, mm-hmm. but they're not like they're doing dick and fart jokes to make fun of the idiots who are laughing. Yeah, at dick and fart jokes. And and even knowing that, it's still something. It just still makes me like I just don't want to watch. For whatever reason, it's just like they make me cringe. Okay, no, that's fine. I mean, listen, not just flat out not like understanding it and just flat out not mm-hmm. liking it. Like that's. That's fine, it, and it's it's not the same thing, obviously. No, I think I no no that's not even what I mean. I'm trying to draw like a parallel. Like it reminds me of some of the conversation around something like Blazing Saddles or mm-hmm. Tropic Thunder. Like orders of magnitude different, right? Sure. Those are those movies are meant to be satires or send ups of other like like types of movies, or even you know on a scene by scene level, like specific tropes in certain movies, mm-hmm. right? And I bring up both of those movies because the one common denominator is race and joking about race. Right. And they do racist things. And people who engage with those movies at an arm's length don't realize that they're doing the racist thing to not make fun of the racist joke, but to make fun of the people who are laughing at the racist Oh, yeah joke or who are doing the racism mm-hmm. like, the the point of like the use of the n-word in blazing saddles and all of the racist jokes aren't because the racist jokes are funny because they're not what gets what gets the laugh right what gets the laugh is what comes right after it when they they come back and reveal how stupid uh, they are, right you are it's, so talented and they are so dumb <laughs> well there's that but like specifically right when he's trying to like he's like locked up he's kind of started to forge a relationship with gene wilder right okay and the old lady comes with the pie uh-huh. <laughs> she, she calls him uh she calls him something she doesn't use the n-word she calls him something else racist and he's just sitting there staring off like thousand yard stare then gene wilder's in his Year, because what did you expect? Marry my daughter? <laughs> you know, this and that. You have to understand. These are simple people, people of the land. <laughs> and then he and Cleveland Little just like breaks, like, and he just starts busting out laughing. Yeah. Well, the, the, no, he, it's because he says that, and then he goes, you know, morons. <laughs> yes, yeah. And he busts out laughing, and it's like the joke isn't that she made a racist joke. The joke is. 
she's the stupid yeah. one. They keep yeah. thinking so little of him, and he's ten times smarter but, than all okay, of so, them. He keeps outsmarting them and the other dumb racist white people. That, but Blazing Saddles is actually the perfect example because I, that movie is again it, it does have so, that stuff the way that they go approach it. It's actually clever and it's funny. But then there's a whole scene of sitting around a campfire eating beans and farting, and it's not that's not funny to me. It's just it, it's, no. It just I would just I'm just like let's move on to the next scene. Sure, but what I was trying to is, and even though I don't think the execution is nearly as high, and Mike Judge is really good, but he's not Mel Brooks. Uh-huh. Um, what he's going for there is making fun of oh these people are so stupid. Like I mean, actually as a joke, as a setup, the whole thing about all like the biggest movie is just butts and farts, yeah. right? Like, and it's like. The movie itself isn't funny. The concept that that is all that they find entertaining now, sure. and all of them are laughing and he's not, that is funny. Yeah. Like, it wasn't funny enough to, like for me to be laughing out loud, but it's like that was one of the moments where I was like, huh, okay. You know, and it's like the same thing, like, and that's why I, I brought up Blazing Saddles, like, that's the specific. Same thing happens with Tropic Thunder, where it's like all, like, all of a sudden it was a big thing in the news, like, like a couple months ago that. People were discovering Tropic Thunder for the first like that movie came out twelve years mm-hmm. ago or whatever. It's like, oh, like that's super racist that Robert Downey Jr. did blackface. It's like mm. like it is racist that he did blackface. Right. But you're like if you don't watch the movie, you don't get that the whole point is they're making fun of an actor who would have the ego to right. think that, oh, I'll just go do blackface because I'm that good of an actor. The whole movie is just one big setup to make fun of him specifically, the character, and actors in general who take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. That method can go too far. <laughs> like, the joke isn't that he's pretending to be a black guy. The joke is that he's so stupid that he doesn't realize how stupid it is for him to be in blackface. Right. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's what satire is. And if you don't, if you only engage with it on the surface level, you miss sure. out. Now, you are not someone who isn't getting that that is yeah, yeah. the point of that thing. It just doesn't work for mm-hmm. you. And that's well, fine, uh, yeah, right? yeah, and it doesn't work for me only because I feel like there's so much more that is clever and doing it well. And then that sure. one seems like it at the when it when it ends up just being a butt joke, it's it I don't know. Uh on the other hand, Frito talking to Joe and I don't know if you realize it one he just takes his pants off and sits down in one of the scenes. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> well, it was funny because it was a visual gag that was a callback to another visual yeah. gag. Because when he first busts into his house, he's sitting and watching the television. Ouch my balls, is really that what it's realize, called? <laughs> ouch that? my balls or something like that. Yes, ouch my balls. <laughs> which as much as we were saying dick and fart jokes aren't funny, Ouch My Bulls actually got a laugh out the, of me. The name of the show got a laugh out of me, yeah. That's fair. Well, like, the there was the 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 name of the show, and then it's like, oh, they're doing things where it's like, and it's actually, that's even more meta because Dax was on Pumped. Yeah. And it was basically <laughs> just Pumped. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> Which, so, like, that was funny on its own, but then it's like, oh, okay, they're kicking him in the balls, and then it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. So it, like it became the Family Guy style joke where it's like how far can we push it where it's like it's too far but now it's so far that it's actually funny yeah. again. So that's how like I laughed it out to my balls mm-hmm. and then it's like okay they're doing 
they're just rocking him with the balls jokes. And then it just kept going so far that it became funny again. Mm-hmm. And he's watching this whole thing and he's yelling at someone bl- blasted his fucking wall. At yeah. Him, right. Yelling and, at him, shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, you're distracting me from my lowest possible form of it. <laughs> Forget about the fact that my house is now open to the world. Right. You're distracting me from out my balls and whatever that, hookah slash weed slash alcohol thing that he was consuming. I, I'm pretty sure it was like Brondo on tap. I think that's I think it was just a hose into like a Brondo I, machine. I'm sure it was but I got the impression that it was meant to be like mind altering because mm. he was like doing it in the comfort of his home watching his TV mm. show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like yeah so then he gets up and you realize there's been a toilet under him the whole time in his couch and it's like it's funny because that's like such an innovation like let's simplify the thing but in its own innovation it shows you how stupid and lazy they right. are but that yeah like you said they don't make any comment any note no one says anything he just takes his pants out in the middle of the scene and sits down on his couch it's like oh he wants to continue the conversation and also take a shit yeah and so it's like a callback to that like because i remember when i was watching i was like what the fuck is i was like oh yeah this is- that's right <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have here just a handful of quotes that I pulled after the fact that I thought were really funny in the moment. Uh, so the first one, I, I'm, I'm going to actually go in reverse order because we already talked about this one. But welcome to Costco. I love you was was one of my favorite lines. Uh, oh, yeah. The other is when Joe is taking the uh, the IQ test. And it's, if you have one bucket that contains two gallons and another bucket that contains seven gallons, how many buckets do you have? <laughs> and, he, and he turns and he looks at somebody else with like that side eye. And then you see the other guy trying to put the shapes in the holes and he can't do it. <laughs> I was like, this is, that was, that was funny. Wait, hang on a second. Wasn't there two people who couldn't do the shapes? I think there might've been. Yeah. And it was the same shape in the same uh, hole that they couldn't mm-hmm. get. <laughs> uh, it's like, that was one of those ones where it's like, again, it's like a multi-layered bit of center, but like that actually, just visually cracked me up pretty good. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the other part, the other one here is uh, when he's they're in the white, it's in the white house. It's also, it actually happens numerous times throughout the movie where he refers to, he wants a glass of water. Uh, he wants to put water on the crops and the response from the other people is like from the toilet. What? Yeah. What? Like <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's clever. Uh, this one you'll probably love. This is a line from Collins, the, uh, the sergeant, uh, a pimp's love is very different from that of the square. <laughs> and potentially, I actually forgot about this. I didn't write it down during the movie or anything. Forgot about it when I was looking at quotes after the fact. I remembered, oh, this one was actually potentially the funniest one to me. This is the one that had me laughing out loud was, you're an unfit mother. Your children will be placed in the custody of Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. Fuck you. I'm eating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it just reminded me of um, of Talladega Nights. This is Big Red. <laughs> you know, fuck you. But that, that yeah, just there were some some memorable quotes in there, and um, the other cameo. I I forget. You're not. A, I don't know if you're. I don't feel like you're not a fan of him, or you're sometimes a fan. But the I don't remember Justin Long. He, he seeing him cracked me up too, just because I I like him. I like him in small doses. He was in a very small dose, but it was still, it maybe was too much for you in this, though. <laughs> no, because, like, yeah, no, nah, he was funny, but the, the stoner thing was a little bit overplayed. Yeah. 
But no, in in general, I did think it was unscannable, unscannable. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. No, his his clear cut, hands down, best role ever is Randy Saint. Randy. Oh, like, oh just yeah, no, without question. The the writing, the way he performs the character, just a perfect amount of time on screen. Uh-huh. Um, just the general absurdity of where he's showing up in that, and and how he's showing up in that. I mean, it's one of the great cameos of. That, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> are you are, are you talking about something like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? More like, <laughs> uh, more like Glenn and Gary suck Ross's big. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, what a he's he's a gem. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. You have any other any other closing thoughts on this movie? Oh, geez, I didn't know we were getting the closing thoughts already. The thing is, and I kind of teased it to you beforehand, but I said I have no notes. I mean, realistically, there's some funny like lines yeah. and situations you can bring up. But uh, <laughs> despite the fact that it has kind of a deep message, right, where it's we're and it's never been more true now, 15 years later than when this movie came out, that there has become this weird fascination. Forget about excuse of almost a glorification of being dumb mm-hmm. or of not caring that despite how deep and important and terrifying that thought is to just observe it is pretty simplistic. Mm-hmm. And so no matter how deep into the weeds of the satire of that, that you get the surface level is an easily observable situation. Right. So there isn't actually much to talk <laughs> about in this. And the movie does an excellent job of painting that picture. It sets out to show you the dangers of that. And it executes on that more than competent. Mm-hmm. And it's just enough probably to say that. And while I didn't love the movie, I didn't dislike it. It was fine. The The problem is it never gets the big laugh. Really? Yeah. That's and fair. like, it feels like every stupid little line and comment in office space gets a chuckle or a big laugh from me or whatever, but this one doesn't really get it. And part of it's probably because you can see these things it's pointed to and are reminded of things in real life that reflect that. And that's very so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's well said. Um, well, like I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of, it's the, I, it's just it's just fine is I believe is how you ended up like like the basically the rating the match like the word the verbiage to match your number rating of the movie uh, which I I yeah. agree just fine is I was gonna say it's okay <laughs> so yeah. yeah it's a competently made movie that has a message mm-hmm. tells the message quite clearly um, it just never moves the needle yeah well uh, with that. I think we're we're done for the week. So that's all for this week's episode of Flicks and a Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks and a Six at thespinchoon.com or tweet us at thespinchoon. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Al Bills. Thanks for coming out. Yeah.